lot of people think just creating content is going to make the world show up. What you've got to do is you've got to hustle your content out to the world, and that's a distribution. So you've got to be focusing on two core things as the foundational secret, if you like, for a successful blog. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq, and you're listening to episode number 50. We finally cracked half a century, which is a bit of a milestone in the podcasting world, and I thank you for joining me for it. Now, Last week, I promised you for episode 50, I'd bring you a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, if I was forced to pick one person I had to go for, for advice on building a blog or my owned media, such as my website, it would have to be Jeff Buellis. Now, Jeff's story is also a very inspirational one, and he truly embodies his own mantra of win at business and life in a digital world. So without further ado, let's learn a thing or two from Mr. Jeff Buellis. Jeff Buellis is the number one ranked global digital marketing influencer of 2016. He's also listed by Forbes as one of the top 20 influencers of CMOs for 2017 and has a phenomenal blog that receives over 5 million page views per year. He's an author, has been featured on Inc., The New York Times, and the Huffington Post. Best of all, he's a fellow Aussie. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who no intro can do justice to, Mr. Jeff Buellis. Thanks, baby. Great to be here. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Truly, your background needs very little introduction at all. But for those who have been living under a rock or are brand new to digital marketing, why don't you give a quick background of what you do for a living? We uh, write and market and get paid for it. So that's essentially what happens. Um, so I'm a, I'm a blogger. Uh, New media, uh, we work in the whole social media marketing space. That's what we started the blog off, just uh, writing about social media marketing. And uh, had it was really just a passion project. So that turned into, we started getting some serious traffic. And today it's a full-time business, um, speak in different places around the world. Uh, we help other people launch their online products. Uh, we have our own online products, uh, blogging mastery course and books and um, generally have fun writing and creating and uh, sharing and helping people achieve mastery in this digital world. So one of our, the mission we have is how to win at business and life in a digital world. And that's what we're really trying to help people achieve. And that's the whole you know, mission of the blog and the site. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's very clear, very distinct in terms of what you're trying to achieve. And speaking of your blog, it's definitely an extremely useful one. For me, a fantastic example of true inbound marketing, inbound marketing that really you know, helps people. At the conceptual level, why is inbound marketing so powerful? And feel free to drop in your own blog as an example. I got an insight into it initially um, just over eight years ago. In fact, I think it's nine years ago. It was 2008. Eight. Yes, right. Nine, if you're doing the math correctly there. I read a book by David Meerman Scott called The New Rules of Marketing and PR. And uh, he mentioned the word inbound marketing, which I also discovered was the whole concept and mission behind the HubSpot site. And a lot of us have heard about HubSpot. And so I went, wow, this is actually a really cool idea that if you create great content, that you'll attract an audience, that you'll attract customers, that you can build leads by creating you know, the best content you can. So 
the blog was built upon that premise and I discovered that it actually worked. So uh, I started creating content, started posting, you know, twice a week, three times a week. Then we raised the game and typically we're four to five times a week now. And the in, the power of inbound marketing through content to attract an audience uh, even before you need them is incredibly powerful. I still am surprised today that the opportunities that turn up, um, whether it's speaking, you know, like in Poland or speaking in uh, the US, whatever, uh, show up because of content. But the, the reality is about inbound marketing, a lot of people just think you attract an audience and the rest just happens. Well, there's a whole other range of tactics you've got to do once you have them showing up. So, um, and that's uh, what I discovered as I continued to publish. I realized that I need to optimize my lead capture. I need to build an email list. I need to optimize my search engines. So there's a whole range and a whole machinery that sort of sits behind that to make it really effective. And that's what we've been discovering on the journey since we started in 2009 in March. Right, absolutely. It is that whole the whole funnel, isn't it? Not just trying to get everyone to your site. It is actually how to ca- – and you do that quite well on your website. You capture people. You nurture them with emails and, and so forth. Yeah, and that's very important. I think a lot of social media marketers, content marketers really don't understand uh, the – the last piece of the puzzle, and that is the conversion piece. And the game keeps changing, so it's an ongoing uh, optimization challenge to really make sure that uh, you are continuing to um, capture that interest and turn it into a conversation you can continue to have with that potential customer. Mm, I love it. Okay. So like everything you write, very practical. You've got a book which uh, – it's not on Amazon anymore, is it? It's now on just your website. You're selling it through your website. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit, I was a little bit tired of giving away thirty percent to Amazon, so I was getting the same traffic on my blog. So, and well, I'd rather keep, you know, thirty percent. So we just give a little bit of a payment uh, clip on the way through via PayPal, and that's fine. It's not thirty percent. It's more like um, half a percent now with what we've set up. Cool, cool. And that book, I mean, it, it's ten bucks for goodness' sake. So it's called Blogging the Smart Way. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. I've, I've just started getting through it and it was very hard for me to put down. Um, but on that book, in that book you talk about you know, blogging obviously a fair bit and with all the cool new sexy toys, right? You Facebook Live and video and all this stuff that we're supposed to do. My question to you, Jeff, is, is blogging now dead? Like if you haven't already built traction by 2017 like you have, should you still bother with a blog? Absolutely. Um, you've got to... Uh, own your, I suppose, hub on the, in this digital world. A lot of people sort of start, uh, you know, they start, they want to be an influencer, they want to get attention, so they start pouring all their heart and soul into Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and they build, they try and build an asset on what we, I'd, what is called rented property. It's not your property. So I, I think you really got to consider that you need to build your own digital asset portal, hub, whatever you want to call it, you know, your own platform that you have your own domain that's hosted. And you can, from that, then you can actually publish videos or, you know, post videos. You can put up photos if you want to video post. You can write articles. But you've got to think of that as your hub. And then you use your social media channels and email and search engine to uh, distribute your content. And that's what you've got to be really, really focusing on is making sure that you have full ownership. Because a lot of people have built, you know, 
influence and big big following on just on Facebook. And I mm. saw this a few years ago. And then Facebook changed the rules. The algorithm was, it's no longer where you're going to give attention to your fans that you've built up. You know, and some people had a million people following on Facebook. Um, on their page, it's actually really difficult to actually get that organic reach. And because Facebook changed the game, and it's totally understandable. They've got to pay their shareholders. They've got to make money. They've got to pay the bills. They've got to pay their employees. So blogging is not dead. Um, the actual term on Google is trending down slowly. I think um, blogging slash your own website is just all part of you know the platform. But I would say to anyone, and I've been saying it ever since I started in 2009, is that you need to own your own space in this digital universe. Mm. Um, blog slash website, doesn't really matter, um, but you need to be using that to uh, make sure you've got as much control as you possibly can in this digital universe. Mm. And even if it is that sort of multimedia video type, YouTube type, Facebook live type stuff, have it on your hub, as you say, right? Have it there so it's there and you're building that, your owned media. Absolutely. Mm. And so you, you've got to be doing two things. You've got to be creating your own content and also being placing content out on the on the spokes, you know, that distribute. So you need to be posting on Facebook. Yes, you need to be posting on Instagram. You need to be posting on uh, Flipboard and you need to be sending emails out to your people that want to hear your message. So... It's a multifaceted, multimedia approach that you really need to build two things, the great content and also build distribution. And even today, uh, Twitter for me is one, is my, has been my secret source for a long time it, because Twitter as a news channel, it's hard for them to impose any form of algorithm that filters out breaking news because that's what Twitter's good at. And, you know, Trump realized that, so <laughs> he's now running America via uh, Twitter, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so um, uh, that's how I run my universe it's via Twitter as well. So there we um, go. There you go. There we go. Something in common with Trump. There we go. So uh, that's, yeah, that's a scary place to be, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, on your book, right? You, you. I love how you talk about what is a blog, right? And I know it sounds really simple. Well, okay, a blog is a place where you put up content, but you say something quite simple for me quite profound because it's overlooked and you say and i quote the key found a foundational element to a successful blog is content that inspires educates entertains and solves problems this is what brings people to a blog and makes them return so my question is how do you and i love the whole inspire educate entertain and solving problem thing the question is how do you recommend someone plan their mix right because they need a mix of you know, uh, or maybe they don't, you might tell me otherwise, but they, we of, often have these labels of you need tofu content and bottom of funnel content and, and so many ways to categorize. So how do you recommend someone approaches that mix that they need for their blog? I think it comes down to um, a content calendar and having a look at different pieces. It's a really hard one. It's like a really gray area because some content you think is just going to entertain actually does, you know, does inspire as well. So, um, and fun content can also educate. So if you can do all, all of them at the same time, you, you know, that's the golden grail of content marketing, really. Um, and the terms you used, inspire, educate, inform, and entertain, I would actually add one more now. I wrote that line about four or five years ago before I understood the power of it should also convert. Um, so I would add an actual additional word to that uh, those four because content that converts is really important so if you look at um, 
the, the Jeff Walker you know, product mm. launch formula uh, framework, which I wrote about the other day. The, the thing about uh, marketing is that 75% of it is education and the last piece is selling. So what you've got to be doing is making sure that you uh, create that credibility and trust before you actually ask for the order. And that's why you give stuff away for free, such as free eBooks, so that you actually build in that trust and credibility say, gee, this free eBook's good, what's his paid stuff like? Mm. So people, there is no exact science on all the pieces of content that they can give you a perfect marketing funnel. Uh, sorry, um, it can give you sort of like a general framework and that's good but there is no perfect solution. It's just a journey of optimization and tweaking and testing. Yeah, cool. Nonetheless, though, it's a good sense check to have. Is this content either educating or entertaining or helping me convert yeah. my business? Am I doing too much of one or is it not doing any of those? It's, it's still a good, uh, a good list nonetheless. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So you should be having it at the back, in the back of your mind always when you're saying, okay, what sort of content is actually going to convert into a lead? And... Um, so there's a range of those, a free ebook. Um, I still find they're one of the best ways to actually get people to actually hand over their email address or um, become a follower. Uh, on top of that then is even just a, a one-page PDF, like you know, five tools I use to grow my blog to five million visitors a year. That's another type of very simple um, piece of content that um, in essence does educate, but it also converts well. And I use that in my opt-in monster exit on intent uh, piece of content and that actually does very well and converts about um, four, uh, about 400 people a week um, into being email subscribers, just that one-page PDF. Right. What's that percentage from, uh, I guess, your traffic? Uh, well, the conversion rate, exit on intent, uh, it varies, but I think it sits around about the 2%, 2 to 3% mark. That's decent. That's good. So 2 to 3%. 3% on uh, the Sumo Me uh, welcome mat that I use at the beginning when people visit, which you can click away from if you want to. Um, so uh, typically it sits around about the 3% mark, which is about the industry average for um, uh, conversion rate from traffic. Cool, cool. And I'll be sure to link to all of those because some of those resources I have checked out, particularly that one pager, very good stuff. Um I love this. This sounds like clickbait, like no tomorrow, right? But I want to ask you this anyway. I love your quote, unquote, secret to blogging. It's so simple in hindsight, but remarkably so true. What is the Jeff Bueller's secret to blogging? It can be summed up in two words, content, distribution. So you, a lot of people think just creating content is, make, is going to make the world show up. What you've got to do is you've got to hustle your content out to the world, and that's your distribution. So you've got to be focusing on two core things. Um, as the foundation, foundational secret, if you like, for a successful blog. So even today, we, we work on building you know, distribution via Twitter, uh, via Instagram. So we're working on building followers on there. We're always working on growing the, the engaged email list and making sure that we have people that um, are joining our email. So it's two two parts of the equation as a foundation element, um, and that is great content and building great distribution. And you've got to be working on both relentlessly. Sure, sure. How important is passion? How, uh, you know, you read your book a few years ago, you speak about passion. And not many people speak enough about that. They just think, all right, let's go headstrong into this blog and then I'm going to get out of steam in three months. How important is passion, do you think? Do you still believe it is crucial? 
I think it's absolutely critical, um, but it's only part of the equation. So I really think that uh, passion is one element of what you do. I think discovering what your purpose is that is allied to your passion is really important. So um, I think uh, what your blog or what your digital story is, and I think maybe we should really sum it up now as, as what is your story, and that becomes your business. Mm. And your story is the intersection of passion, experience, and expertise. So in the middle of those three sits the core of your business, and that becomes your story. And you don't have to look at any business around the world, even the big ones like the unicorns of the world, um, such as Uber. Um, Uber was created by a story of uh, someone not being able to catch their a cab in in Paris one evening. So their experience and then their expertise and their passion to actually make a difference uh, resulted in Uber being created. And we can see the same with Apple. So I, I think passion is not the full picture. And I'm about to write a blog post on why passion is not your solution, but it's actually part of the puzzle. So I, I think what people need to understand, if they're gonna create a successful business, it needs to be an intersection of your expertise, your passion, and your experience that makes your business story compelling. So that's what I think is really important to understand. And uh, I think helping um, people that are on their, um, you know, that are on the start of their business journey or life journey, um, moving from college to being employed, I think that they should be asking themselves, what is the story I want to create or what is the story I've got to share? And the bigger the story, the bigger the legacy. And I think that's what is rather exciting. And, of course, passion is is the fuel to help you keep going. Mm, I like it. I know it's a slight tangent, but love it. Just had to ask you that. Um, Jeff, do you still blog four to five times a week? Um, I write once a week generally now. Um, we have a lot of guest bloggers because I realized that I couldn't scale um, the blog um, by continuing to write myself because that took me away from building the business. So what I, what I do now is I um, generally write once a week and it's generally first thing Monday morning it gets published and um, I write about what I believe people need to hear about. It might be you know, pain points, it might be an insight into uh, what I do, what we do in the business. So I still blog still write. I, um, I commit to writing um, early in the morning, generally from about 5.30 till about 9. I block that time out for writing and creating, whether it's writing a new ebook or a book or writing a blog post. So I realise that writing for me is, is what feeds my soul. It feels like I'm building a legacy by the, the research and the writing. And uh, I've committed to doing a blog post five days a week, now commit to writing five days a week, and that then turns into a range of, of, of different types of content, whether it's an e-book, whether it's a blog post, or whether it's a, you know, a, a book itself. So in the middle of writing a new book, um, and we're about 20,000 words in. So I, I was really feeling the issue. I came across a, across a book the other day, or actually a couple of months ago, really not the other day, that um, talked about the term deep work, and that was the title of the book. Great book by um, Cal Newport. And it's about blocking and being productive in terms of doing deep work, not just being busy. And I realized I was just being busy. Mm. Um, I was just responding to emails, working on you know proposals, you know, working with different brands and companies around the world, startups and so on. And I was busy and yes, making making good money. 
Um, but I felt that something was missing because I'd left behind the time that I had spent before in the past writing blog posts every morning early because my habit when I started the blog turned into one of rising at 4.30 and then writing from 5 o'clock till 9 o'clock, including the writing and the marketing of the blog post before I started my day job because I had a day job working in a digital agency. So mm. the blog was a passion project I ran before I did my eight hours um, at the digital agency. And I realized when I read the book that, that that deep work I actually had been doing for years and years and I'd left it behind a little bit for a few months. I realized I need to get back to that habit. So I then proceeded to write a blog post called uh, The One Habit That Transformed My Life. And it's that doing the deep work, I think, that where you are building something of legacy and of consequence rather than just being busy because we all get distracted by you know, emails. So typically emails are off for the first few hours in the morning, social networks are off, and that's where I do um, my deep work now. I think so many people at home are thinking, God, I am busy, not deep working. That is so pro- – I like that. That's really good. Um, after all these years, does it come – is it harder to come up with all these blog ideas? Do you do, you do a calendar for yourself? Because uh, you've been doing this for a while now. And what advice would you give to people who do struggle with ideas? There's a great quote by Stephen King, the fiction writer, who wrote a book titled On Writing. Um, if you're an aspiring writer or even just a person that needs to understand you know, leaving a legacy, it's a book. It's one, I think it's his only nonfiction book written in 1997. And it's his passion for writing and his story, which is the first 100 pages, and then the other 200 uh, pages are his toolbox for writing. And one of the quotes in there really, really touched me. And he said, basically, you need to write one word at a time. The outcoming quote from that is, if you want to write a lot, you need to read a lot. So for for those of you that are struggling for ideas, you're not reading enough. Um, If you read a lot, you are going to get so many ideas, you won't have time to write all the ideas and turn them into, whether it's a book, whether it's into content or whether it's into a blog post. Mm. Um, So if you want to write a lot, create a lot, you need to read a lot. You need to keep feeding your soul with great inspiring information, whether it's blog posts you read, set aside a time um, every day to do that. Uh, And even doing ongoing education. So I continue to buy online education courses, do those, and that's time blocked every day to do as well as reading. So that, for me, is absolutely true. Just just quickly, what do you read? How do you feed the soul? Um, I read blog posts. I read a lot of um, books um, from Kindle Amazon. I read a lot of – I also watch a lot of TED Talks, which inspire me as well. So there's three different ways I get inspired. And uh, luckily I was born with a, with a passion for reading. Um, and I, since I discovered and was able to read you know, the phrase from Dick and Dora's book, The Cat Sat on the Mat, um, I have actually been a, a passionate reader and was known to uh, hide the lamp under the bed covers at night once my parents had gone to sleep to think that I was still had gone to bed and was sleeping. In fact, I was reading and for hours until I'd wake up in the morning with a lamp almost burning my leg or my, my arm. So that that passion for reading um, is very ingrained in me and I think anyone who has, has that uh, has a gift. Um, but on the other hand, it doesn't have to be reading. It could be just watching great YouTube videos. I know my son 
would rather watch uh, a video. He's he's maybe slightly dyslexic, so he'd actually rather watch a video than read a book. So it really doesn't matter how you get it, what media. Everyone's got different media um, preferences. Mm. Preferences, yeah. So the reality is, discover how you you know or understand best way you need to be fed and what media works for you and then continue to to feed yourself on that and that's probably correlated with how you put out media too so if you consume it visually and you're a visual person and you like videos and maybe video is the thing for you it doesn't necessarily have to be writing but um yeah i like that it's really good so one of the i'm told one of the reasons why people love my podcast you probably find this with your blogs is the tools right everyone wants to you know, speaking about magic pills, you know, um, I, I guess the key is, you know, even, even if we are sharing these, it's not the tools, it's how you approach them and the discipline and the consistency. So be they social, lead gen or blogging tools, you mentioned Optin Monster and we had Saeed Bulky on the show uh, uh, a few months back. What are some other tools that you're loving right now? Um, Sumo Me's uh, one tool I discovered about a year ago that's brilliant. Uh, another one we're testing at the moment is Samcart, which is uh, a much better way to optimize your PayPal uh, checkout page and uh, I believe it's looking like its conversion rate could be 50 to 100% higher which means double the revenue so that's just a small tweak that make a big difference um, so but then you uh, so what else are we using we use uh, social we have for years which allows me to run recurring tweets um, I post um, recurring tweets to Twitter without me having to manually do that just load and then mm. just keep adding the new posts and taking off the older ones that are no longer relevant. Um, that saves about 100 hours a, a month, um, and I've been using that for a long time. In fact, I started using it in 2009 and uh, when there was very little in the way of automation tools available. Just a simple automation tool but incredibly effective. Mm. So the question you've got to be, keep asking yourself regarding tools is, will this help me scale my efforts? Um, so it comes down to productivity. Yeah, absolutely. And final question, I take a lot of inspiration from people like yourself and David, Meme and Scott, who I met when I interviewed him last year and I was like a kid in the candy store, I took a selfie with him and everything. He signed my book, I was so happy. But um, anyway, in regards to, like, I take inspiration from you guys specifically and also Marcus Sheridan in terms of you guys have done well to build a profile, you know, and get onto the speaking circuit. And, and when you look at the journey, and I understand it isn't an overnight thing, absolutely not, but it, it's something that, me, very consciously, I about a year ago, I said, look, I want to take that path like these guys who I admire. So for me, anyone else trying to build such a profile like yours, what quick advice can you give? Uh, one word, persistence. Um, it, this is not a quick get-quick-rich scheme. You need to build an audience before you need them. And uh, the landscape's changing all the time, so persistence is absolutely key. Um, as a great term, which is, I think was a topic of a title of a book, only the paranoid survive. And um, don't take that too literally. You don't need to be paranoid every day. But you just got to understand that um, things change and what you're doing today is not necessarily going to work tomorrow. So this journey of persistence uh, is really important. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you've really got to strap yourself in, turn up every day and work out you know, what feeds your soul and then how you can uh, make a difference and build something of consequence. And that's got to be your story. Mm, simple as that. Hard work. No shortcuts. That's right. Jeff, sorry, 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 that's not a quick, 
maybe not the, the answer people like to hear, but it's the truth. No, I like it. The truth has to be hard. There is no shortcuts. You got to do it. You know, what, what fuels you, Jeff? Like, what fuels you? What fuels your passion day in day out? Um, continuing to learn um, and continuing to read and then create. Uh, I think one of the biggest lessons for me from the from the blog and and building um, an audience has been that. A lot of people have got great ideas and they even write, you know, 10, 15 blog posts, but they never hit the start button on actually sharing it with the world. And I think it's really important that you not only create but publish because when you actually share it with the world, magical things happen because you get feedback. And on the social web, we get that feedback in real time. So you have this ongoing feedback that validates your creation. Mm. And I can't tell you how important that is. So all of you that maybe haven't started, I would strongly recommend that you actually start putting one step out there to actually start sharing your gift, your insights with the world. And a lot of people say, well, I've, you know, I'm not good enough or it's not perfect. Well, no one's perfect. And we need to put our creations out with the world. So what happens when you do that is that the magic really does happen. One of the mantras I use um, is I create, I publish, I exist. Because if you just create in private and put it at the bottom of the filing cabinet or put it into a, a, a folder, then no one knows about your creation. So the reality is the only way you're going to grow, the only way you're actually going to evolve is by sharing your gift with the world, uh, whatever that is. And that's why I think I create, I publish, I exist is a, a reality that everyone really needs to understand. Where can people reach you and find you? We'll link everything in the show notes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Bullis, J-E-F-F-B-U-L-L-A-S, and you can find me at jeffbullis.com, and you can Google me. So you'll find me in a lot of nooks and crannies online. Awesome. Jeff Bullis, thank you so much for sharing a personal and professional insight to what you do so very well. Thanks again, Jeff. All okay, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. I create... I publish, I exist. For me, that's a very succinct representation of what it takes to be a brand or an individual thought leader in 2017. It's like Marcus Sheridan says, don't tell me, show me. If you want to be a thought leader or an authority or you want your brand to be one, you simply have to invest the time to create content. There's no other shortcuts because it doesn't matter who you think you are or how amazing in a boardroom you think your brand is behind closed doors. If you're not creating those proof points, you're not a thought leader. If you're not putting it out there that content isn't being syndicated, people aren't reaching. And it's it sort of it reminds me of what Gary Vaynerchuk once said. He goes, you know, in the start, you know, he never worried about uh, width. He worried about depth. You know, he worried about reaching a couple of people, but reaching them deeply as opposed to trying to reach 50, 100 or, you know, whatever. Now, of course, he doesn't have that problem. One of my favorite moments in the interview had to be when he puts the ultimate kibosh on writer's or ideas block. He says, for those of you struggling for ideas, you're not reading enough. If you read a lot, you are going to get so many ideas, you won't have time to write all them down or turn them into a book, content, or a blog post. Definitely check out the show notes, redpandas.com forward slash EP50. I've shared all the tools, the resources. He mentioned a bunch of articles and books. I've referenced, uh, linked all those that he referenced. And definitely check out his website as well, jeffbuellis.com. 
For me, it's been a great place to learn executable tactics, not only for myself and my own business, but for my clients as well. Highly recommended. And if you've learned something, definitely hit up Jeff on Twitter. I'm sure he'd love it, and I'll share those deets in the show notes as well. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions for me, you can catch me at moby at redpandas.com.au or at mobysadiq on Twitter or even LinkedIn. Hope you have a fantastic week ahead and I'll join you next week for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.